Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study in the book of Esther. This is the week uh, that uh, Purim will be celebrated. And Esther is essential because it's the, uh, because of Esther, the Jews were able to uh, defend themselves against those who intended to annihilate them. Uh, this section, uh, verses 11 through um, 17, takes place in the king's palace. The king learns how many people the Jewish people had defeated and shares the information with his queen, with his wife, with Queen Esther, showing that he now desires to speak with her and make sure she is happy. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, On that day, the number of those killed in the fortress of Susa was reported to the king. So the king said to Queen Esther, In the fortress of Susa, The Jews have killed and wiped out 500 men and Haman's 10 sons. What must they have done in the rest of the king's provinces? Now, what is your request? It will be granted to you. And what else would you like? It, too, will be granted. Esther said, If it pleases you, your majesty, Allow the Jews in Susa to do tomorrow what was decreed for today. Let them hang Haman's ten sons on poles. The king commanded this, issuing a decree in Susa. And so they hung Haman's ten sons on poles. This again is Esther chapter 9, verses 11 through 14 in the God's Word translation, which titles it, The Jews Defend Themselves. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Esther chapter 9, verses 11 through 14 in the God's Word translation. The Hebrew text indicates that the king is astonished at the events that have occurred in just one day. And this is just in Susa. He has 127 provinces. And he says to the queen in the the fortress of Susa, the Jews have killed and wiped out 500 men. And Haman's ten sons, what must they have done in the rest of the king's provinces? And he's asking that. That's a rhetorical question. As he's uh, sharing with the queen, you know, the day's events, what what happened on the first day. And then he asked the queen, what more do you desire? And she asked for two things. She says, if it pleases you, your majesty, allow the Jews in Susa to do tomorrow what was decreed for today. 
And today is the 13th of Adar. And the 14th, she wanted one more day. She wanted the 14th of Adar also. And then she asked them to hang Haman's 10 sons on the pole. Mordecai's original decree limited the Jews' retaliation. I call it defending themselves to one day. Because they really weren't retaliating. They were um, defending themselves from Haman's edict. And Haman's edict was that anyone who, you know, for all the Jews to be annihilated. So the enemies of the Jews thought that they had the upper hand, except the Jews came together and defended themselves. So um, Esther is, Queen Esther is just asking that the Jewish people in Susa be allowed once again to defend themselves or retaliate against their enemies one more day. And that would be the 14th of Adar. Since the enemies of that Esther has in mind probably resides in or resided in Susa, many may have been former allies of Haman and even formerly um, occupied, occupied positions of authority in the empire. So her request, uh, even though it doesn't require, doesn't contain imminent uh, danger, it's still possible because remember there were people bold men bold enough to try to kill the king so if they're and plotted it so it could be heard it was heard by Mordecai so if they're bold enough to kill the king you know they're bold enough and Haman even though he didn't realize it the, uh, that the queen would be impacted by this decree that's still pretty bold to make a decree to kill your enemy because of one person. Remember, one person was the reason for Haman to come up with this hateful edict. So, and then her second request for, was for Haman's sons. So his sons had already been killed, but she's requesting that their corpses be impaled and publicly displayed. She specifically mentions making a spectacle of Haman's sons, which may indicate that she uh, is trying to neutralize any further threats, first for fear and then with battle. So if anyone was bold enough, because remember the Jews were allowed to defend themselves, be ready for the battle because they were going to stand their ground. She, Esther surely was not, she was not bloodthirsty. And she was not one that delighted in slaughter. But she had some very good reasons that moved her to make her request. She uh, wanted the, the bodies of uh, Haman's sons hanged up on the gallows in which her their father was hanged for the greater disgrace of the family. And as a terror to those who may have that uh, idea in mind that they would, you know, have that kind of plot because Haman was hateful in creating a gallow for one man. And he was, he put it in, uh, well, the commentary said, he put it in front of his house to make a spectacle of Mordecai. But instead of Mordecai being hung from the gallows, Haman's hateful body was hung and also his son's. And many have criticized Esther for saying this, but um, and uh, and it said in the commentaries that um, 
they were to be hanged in chains and left hanging for some times some time and esther was criticized for this saying it showed a lack of love toward her enemies yet she displays the same principle found uh, so often in joshua she would not settle for less than total victory and then it notes divine warfare entailed the complete destruction of an enemy and think about king david well he wasn't king then david and goliath david chopped off the head of goliath total complete destruction of an enemy so that they can't come back and attack you and of course the king grants esther her requests let's pray Father, we thank you as we study the book of Esther and as Jews around the world will be studying this book in honor of Purim, in honor of you saving them from all of their enemies. And Father, we thank you. We um, ask you to save us from the enemies, enemies of our soul. We thank you. We know that the enemy of our soul is Satan. Thank you for uh, protecting us and keeping us in your divine care. Father, we are praying for your divine care. For those people who are in the conflict, especially right now in the Ukraine, but any place where there's a conflict, God, God, we know there are more. There's more than one, but this one is just played out so publicly for us all to see and for us, us to pray about. And we pray mightily for your mighty hand to save those people the innocents and keep them safe as they're crossing and trying to save their homeland and trying to save their children. God, we're praying for safety. We're praying that you protect them as only you can in the name of Jesus. And God, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. You know what all the uh, requests are. And we're praying uh, for those special requests, be it healing, be it finances, be it um, a marriage, um, uh, anything, God. Nothing's too small for you. Nothing's too big for you. And we thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.